All right, folks, Zay Flowers, he has found his home and he is going to be in the AFC with a team that is an absolute perfect fit. In despite what me and Mitch say, as this is going to be a big impact on both of the teams that we root for, you're going to hear why Zay is going to a team that he's going to probably really be successful for. We're going to get into all of that and more on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on BC, AA Black. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Make sure to check them out at Built.com. This is, we're, we're going live. I told you we would go live as soon as we found out where Zay Flowers went. And we got our answer as he's heading to the Baltimore Ravens. He's going to be going with newly re-signed quarterback, Lamar Jackson, Odell Beckham Jr. And we have Mitch on to talk about this new draft selection. Mitch. How we doing? I know, Mitch, I should I should say you're a Steelers fan. How are you hanging in? I've never been so sad to be so right. You know, I was kind of I kind of thought that maybe me preempting the pick by saying this would be it on the previous episode. I'd it would not happen. And lo and behold, my prognostication came true. So. We're, so, Mitch, what, what, let's look at this pick. Was it lower than you expected? This was the pick you selected on yesterday's show, correct? Yes, exactly. I think the yeah. only thing is, I think I had some of the picks, like I had some of the team swap because of the, the way the play when with the way that the draft order is with playoffs. Sometimes I mess them up, so I think I had the Ravens and the Chargers flipped. Um, but yeah, this was essentially the right, exactly where the range I had him going. So let's look at this pick. What do you think of this fit? I mean, I know you said talked about it a little bit yesterday. Kind of review how he fits into what the Ravens are doing. So now the Ravens have Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham Jr., and Rashad Bateman, their first-round picket receiver from a few years ago. So they have a, one of the better receiving cores, if not in the AFC, in the entire NFL. Um, you know, even if Beckham is not what he was in, like, 2015, 2016, he's still probably going to be a decent receiver. Um, and defenses won't really be able to key in on any of the three receivers. I would say, you know, you kind of have to respect them each individually. Otherwise they're going to burn you. And it's interesting because I th- none of the receivers are especially big, you know, Bateman is the biggest, but he's only six feet, I think one ninety ish. Um, so they don't have really a traditional X, their backups like James Prochet, Devin Duvernay. I think Tylen Wallace is still on the team. They don't have that big guy, but which is interesting with Todd Munkin's offense, you know, they, they like kind of some of those bigger receivers, but they have a lot of guys that can get down the field with speed and, you know, create big plays that way just by getting open with speed. And it's looking at like looking at all these guys, they're guys that can take a slant and bust it for a 20, 30, you know, 50 yard gain. That's what Beckham was most famous for aside from his one handed catches. Bateman's really good at that. And obviously we've seen Zay take those shallow, shallow crossers, for huge gains. So these are guys that can all get open quickly and present Lamar Jackson with easy targets where it's like, okay, this guy's wide open. I could throw it to him. No problem. And I think that that, yeah, I mean, this is a great fit for Zay. Um, like I said, yesterday uh, on the previous episode, they really loved him at the shrine game. I know they had a him, him in for a private visit. 
I have to imagine that they might have told Lamar this as kind of an incentive to uh, get him to sign that big deal. Say, hey, we're going to give you all this money, but we're also going to draft a receiver in the first round or draft this. We're going to draft Zay Flowers, um, who I don't think Lamar would have played against. If, I'm, if my timeline is correct, because I think he got drafted the year before Zay was a freshman, but they're both Florida guys. Uh, I, I think they're. I think Lamar is more from South Florida. Zay is from North Florida, if I remember correctly. So I don't know if they know each other from back in the day, but they probably you know have some overlap of connections. So you're correct. He uh, Lamar was drafted in 2018. Zay started in 2019. Yep. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm sure that they probably have some kind of connection. Um, and then yeah, I mean, this is just a great fit for them. So. I noticed the um, Chargers, we, you know, a team that has Zion Johnson, who has a connection to BC. They go ahead and they draft Quinton Johnson, the the wide receiver from TCU. Do you think they're going to regret doing that and not drafting Zay? Yeah, I definitely do. I really didn't like Quinton Johnson's tape. Um, you know, he's known as this, oh, he's 6'3", 210 pounds. He can jump out at the gym. He's very good after the catch. The problem is he doesn't really run routes. He... He, he's talked about as this contested catch winner. He's very inconsistent when catching the ball, not only in contested catch situations, but just on normal routes. I felt like a lot of his yards after the catch uh, creation was kind of, if la- for lack of a better term, lucky. Not to mention, I think drafting receivers out of the Big 12 is a very risky proposition. There's a lot of guys that have busted from those super wide open offenses that they just don't translate um, if you read a lot of the comments from like coaches and scouts, there were a lot of concerns about Jonathan's ability to adjust the NFL because he was never really challenged in the big 12. Um, and I mean, you can make the argument that the ACC doesn't have great corners, but you know, Zay did put numbers up on Clemson, uh, or well, not numbers, but he did a number on their corners. You know, he was cooking Andrew Booth in 2021. Uh, he had some great performances against them in 2020. Uh, he was cooking wait, uh, Florida state. And again, all of this with pretty bad quarterback play. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really like that Quinn Johnson's pick. I guess they kind of are, they wanted someone who was more like some of the players they have. They wanted a Mike Williams uh, clone that could kind of be a replacement from down the road, as opposed to just a guy that's completely different, which is kind of surprising. But um, yeah, I think they're going to go on to rue that fact that they passed over Zay Flowers for Quinn Johnston. Okay. So in just a moment, we're going to continue our discussion about Zay. And I want to look more at what we can expect from him as a rookie in the NFL. Maybe talk a little bit about his outfit. Cause I, I, I got some questions to ask about what he wore. Cause I thought he looked pretty fly out there and some more. We'll get into all of that and more with Mitch in just a moment. Now, are you looking for a delicious snack, but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. You gotta try this. If you're like me and I'm telling you no lie. I just ordered two boxes of their cookie dough puffs earlier today. You want a healthier snack choice. I, I was t- done with eating garbage. I wanted my Bilt. And why do I want Bilt? Because they're 100% covered in chocolate. They taste soft. They're delicious. The puffs are amazing. These cookie dough puffs are something that you need to try. So I'm not sure how Bilt does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Only 130 calories and four grams of sugar. I'm I'm a, a former runner before I had kids. My wife had kids and I just haven't had the time to run. I'm getting back into it. I've done like five runs in the last week. I'm getting myself back into shape. Bill's going to help me with my nutrition aspect of that. Hopefully with you too. And the best part, Bill, 
you can get it at Sam's Club and Walmart now. Just head over to your local Walmart, go over to the pharmacy, you can get your special box. Or Sam's, they have the variety boxes. Or, this is what I also recommend, go to Built.com. They have all the new stuff. Like That's where I found my cookie dough puffs, which I was so excited because they had that about six months ago. They're back now. You can get them over at Built.com. And make sure to use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Locked on BC, AJ Black. Getting excited here. Now, Mitch Mitch and I were chatting on, on text while this draft was going on. Um, and Mitch, was there, was there a moment where you thought that there was a possibility that he wasn't going to go in the first round? Yeah. Well, again, I still think – I thought that was the most likely that he would go. It, that was more likely than not. But once we got to 20 and – there had been no receivers taken. I was like, oh, this is this is shaping out interestingly. Like, I still think he would go, but we're, you know, running out of picks here. And then, boom, 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 four receivers right in a row. Uh, Seattle Seahawks take Jackson Smith and Jigba. Chargers take Quentin Johnson. Ravens take Zay Flowers. And then Minnesota followed that up by taking Jordan Addison with the exact pick after. So pretty much all the four receivers that people thought would be would go in the first round all went right in a row in the early 20s. Yeah, this and this is great. Now, I have to... Uh, um correct a mistake i made on a previous episode we have a great listener who loves to tell me when i make a mistake said that i said this was the first receiver bc has ever had drafted and i knew that that was not correct that um that kelvin martin and i'm totally blank gerard feeling thank you gerard feeling the quarterback i mean the wide receiver caught flutes pass both were drafted this is bc's first ever first round um NFL wide receiver. So that's a big deal. And their first uh, receiver drafted since Kelvin Martin in 1987, I believe. Yeah. So th- what is that's almost 30 years ago, 35 years. Yep. 35, <laughs> six years. years actually. So if you're listening to this on YouTube, it's probably before you even born. <laughs> now, what I wanted to talk about Mitch, which was incredible is I saw David Hale put up a, a infographic that BC, I think, was either third or fourth in the ACC in first-round draft picks since 2000 with, I think, they had 11. This is number 12. What does this say about the program? That, like, even though there's been some really lean years since 2000, this has been a program that has produced elite talent more, almost more than any other program in the ACC. Yeah, I mean, I the Athletic recently had an, an article where they looked at how basically mostly Power Five, but how programs develop talent, and they labeled BC as development U because they did the best job at turning uh, like three star prospects into draft picks relative to how many they got, and then how many turned into draft picks. You know, obviously players like Alabama, Ohio State, Texas, they got you know all fives and four stars, but not all of them turned into draft picks. Uh, whereas BC, you know, takes guys like your John Johnson's, your Matt Milano's, uh, your, uh, I mean, even your Zay Flowers's and turns them into, you know, very good, very good players in the NFL level and draft pick players. So, you know, I think this is another, just another line of BC players that are getting drafted in the NFL. That's great for the program. Um, I think it's good, especially for the, a program that is known for being kind of a trenches program or, you know, more like, you know, tough, gritty, we O-line you, all that. It's good to get, you know, a high profile skill position player be drafted at a high, at a premium, at a premium pick. So they can say, Hey, like we're not just putting in linebackers and offensive linemen. You know, we also have wide receivers and, you know, other more skill position players. And I go back to 
some of the folks who who follow Eagle Insider, and if you're not a subscriber, check that out. Um, who've asked me like, how is BC successful on the recruiting trail, right? And stories like Zay Flowers, stories like Matt Milano, and stories like even Zion Johnson, who was a FCS transfer. This is how BC sells to recruits. Every recruit I've talked to, the combination of the coaching staff being able to get the kid, you know, having the 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 experience of being in the NFL along with their history of getting guys in the NFL. Like right now, yes, Boston College has one commitment in the class of 24. And we'll get into that next week. After we're done with the NFL draft, I will get into concerning. And, and it is, right? But the position that Boston College is doing best at, that they have the most elite uh, um, recruits that they're they're targeting is wide receiver. And some of that has to do with Daryl Wyatt, who I, I really feel strongly their new wide receiver coach who started last year is doing really well. But the stories of the story of Zay Flowers is something that they can sell on the recruiting trail. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So just the story itself is is something that even more so than the wide receiver position is something that a team that goes three and nine will be able to get some, um, they'll get some leverage on the recruiting trail when they can say, Hey, this is Zay. Every, every recruit knows who Zay flowers is. They want to be Zay flowers. They, and, and I've talked to wide receivers and they say, I want to be the next Zay flowers. Yeah, I mean, this, and they've got Joseph Griffin, who I, I don't know if he's going to have Zay's career, but, I mean, he has all the talent in the world to be mm-hmm. that kind of player. And, you know, I, I think we mentioned this on the last show. You know, there are people who are like, oh, like, Halfley shouldn't be taking credit for Flowers. He didn't recruit him and get him to sign with BC. It's like, yeah, sure, but people forget the previous coach wanted to play Zay at corner before they were like, hey, we got to get this the ball in this kid's hands. And yeah. Zay made the prescient comment going to 2020. He was like, hey, I'm, I'm happy that I'm no longer just a jet sweep merchant. So, yep. you know, and, I think Halfley, and even though he's a defensive guy, I think he knows, I mean, he knows talent when he sees it. It was like, this has got to be our guy. And I think he did a good job of, you know, I mean, and again, him, him uh, pitching Zay on staying at BC, you know, obviously we commend Zay on his loyalty and his commitment to the program, but, you know, Halfley has to say like, Hey, like we still like would love you to stay. We'll do everything we can to get you to stay here during the NIL era. And Halfley deserves some credit for that too. And, and shout out to Friends of the Heights too, because I know that they were they're the new NIL collective for Boston College, and I know that they had a big deal to do with this. So, like, yeah, the Zay Flowers story is great, but do realize he did get some money to stay here. Like, Friends of the Heights did a good job of like some like they're not going to pay him like an SEC school would have, but he did get paid, and that's that's a, an important thing. And we're hoping to get the Friends of the Heights on here to talk about what they're going to do. But Zay Flowers is an absolute success story here about that. Now, in a moment, I'm going to put Mitch on the spot. I want to talk about what are some potential outcomes for Zay? Like, what what are some, like, forecasts? What could be, uh, like, a, a successful rookie? I almost said freshman because I'm, I'm a college <laughs> freshman. But rookie year for Zay. And maybe even talk about, like, should you draft him in your fantasy football team? I'm wondering if you should do that because 
I've been guilty of drafting AJ Dillon every single year. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't play fantasy football anymore because my team's hot garbage. But I mean, Dylan had a pretty decent year last year. We'll get into that in just a moment. This is Locked on BC, AJ Black. One of our fans said we should be calling this podcast Locked on Zay Flowers. And I couldn't agree with that more. Could you, Mitch? No, I mean, now that it's finally over, we'll probably have, we'll have to find some other, something else to talk about. But yeah, I mean, when you have a guy that's going to be a first round pick, you have to talk about him. And we did. We did mock drafts. We talked about scouting reports, team fits, all that good stuff. And this is going to wrap it up now as he's heading off to the NFL. Mitch, talk about what to expect of him his first couple of years. I mean, I think that he's going to be a major part of this offense. Um, you know, I think the fact that he has a guy like Odell Beckham in the locker room to help him develop is awesome. Um, I think that he, the fact that they have other talented receivers there is helpful because that means he's not going to be like, but if, if he had just been drafted by them and he was essentially going to be the number one or two guy with Rashad Bateman, I was like, eh, he's going to draw some tough coverage assignments. But now he gets, it's a little easier. Uh, he'll get to line up in the slot more, which will help him be more productive. Um, I mean, given the way that the other receivers fell, you look at Jackson Smith and Jigba, he's got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I'm oh, sorry, uh, DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett for the Seahawks. And so he's going to be, he's firmly number three. So he might not get as many targets. I uh, look at Quentin Johnston for the Chargers. He's number three with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Uh, and he, I think he's going to take more time to develop because he is a younger player and needs to kind of learn how to deal with the NFL. Zay Flowers is ready to go right now, and I think he's on – and for the other receiver, Jordan Addison, is with the Vikings, and they have Justin Jefferson, who's going to be the get the lion's share of targets there, and he'll benefit from that as well. But I think Zay might have the best ceiling to even be, like, to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think that – yeah. I think that Bijan Robinson will probably win it because Atlanta's going to run the tires off him, and as a top-ten pick, they should. But – of the receivers, I would say Zay is probably the best bet to win Offensive Rookie of the Year because I think he's going to be in the best position to uh, convert his role into lots of production. And, you know, there's been all this talk about, like, Lamar and his contract and everything. And I think this year Lamar is going to be very motivated to come out and prove that he's worth that contract. So I think he's going to be due for a big year, and then I think that's going to translate to Zay having a, a pretty big rookie year as well. Could the Ravens challenge the Chiefs this year, you think? Mm, I don't know about that. I still have some questions about their defense. Um, we kind of need to see how the draft shakes out. Um, you know, again, like it's good that they have a different offensive coordinator, but we don't know exactly how that offense is going to look. You know, there are still some question marks about Odell Beckham. Rashad Bateman hasn't been able to stay healthy. So, I mean, there is a world where if the Ravens keep on with the terrible injury luck they've had the last few years, Zay could spend the majority of the season as the Ravens wide receiver one, in which case on one hand, his production would go up because he'd be the number one target getter. But on the other hand, he's going to draw a lot more tough coverage assignments. So, you know, uh, something to consider there in the balance. But I mean, I, I think that the AFC is just so loaded at this point with quarterbacks. I mean, we saw the, even the, the Texans, then the Colts get new quarterbacks in this draft who I think will be good players. So, I mean, it, I mean, really the, the AFC is just wide open because I think every team is pretty good. So they'll be able to kind of just wear each other down. So, you know, I think the AFC North is a pretty tough division. So, and I, I mean, like it is every year. So I'm not ready to say any team is really ready to run away with it. But I mean, with all these weapons, I, I can't really count the Ravens out for a, a team that can make a pretty deep playoff run. And final question, would you draft him on your fantasy team? I mean, 
I used to have a rule where I didn't draft Ravens players <laughs> except, except for Justin Tucker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this, this, if, if any player is going to make me break that rule, it's probably Zay. So yeah, I'd probably do it. Okay. All right. So before I let you go, Mitch, just quick news dump for the weekend. BC baseball is hosting Clemson this weekend for a three game series tomorrow. Our Friday's game is going to be an early start. It's a two o'clock start. It's going to be crappy all weekend. So we'll have to see what how the weather holds up for those three games to get in. Women's lacrosse is going to play also on Friday. A, I think it's a 1 p.m. start against Notre Dame. That's another game you're going to want to check out. Um, other than that, there's not really a ton of news out there. So I wanted to make sure I get that in. Mitch, where can people follow, follow your work? You can find me at Mitchell T. Wolf, W-O-L-F-E on Twitter. Uh, I'll probably have something later this week kind of breaking down Zay Zay's fit in Baltimore. Um, and if you're interested in my other draft work, I – uh, right for Still Curtain, which is the fan-sided site for the Steelers, and I already have an article up uh, discussing whether Broderick Jones was the right pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first round. Uh, so you can check me out there, and like I said, check me out on my Twitter. All right, and I'm AJ Black. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. Um, hopefully, we'll have some updates on the transfer portal. There's been some interesting names that will be on campus this weekend, and hopefully, um, we'll have updates on that at the end of the week. Thank you all. We'll be back on Monday to talk about that. Talk about any news regarding the draft. If Jaden Woodby gets drafted, if Marcus Valdez or Chibuzi and Wuka get any um, camp invites, because I think that's where it's going to end. Make sure you hit that subscribe button right now and like this video. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back again on Monday. For Mitch Wolf, this is AJ Black. We'll see you again soon.